You're about to listen to The Property Marketer Show. Join us as we interview owners, architects, and enthusiasts as we show you just how exciting the world of alternative living and property can be. Are you ready? We're starting right now. How's everybody doing today? This is Cole Correa. This is the Property Marketer Show with a new intro. <laughs> um, want to know one space uh, that doesn't get enough innovation? For me, it's the construction industry. We have been building homes and cities for a very long time, and I haven't really been seeing a lot of innovation at all. But Good news, uh, we have 3D printing to help us out. Today, we speak with a guest by the name of Stefan Mansour. He is a person with extensive experience in 3D building and has been involved with several different properties related to 3D printing and 3D buildings and emergent technologies. One of these properties or projects that I would like to point out is the first cement built 3D printed home in Saudi Arabia. So he has an extensive experience in this field. Stefan is here to give us all a better idea of 3D printing, talk to us about the future of the industry and share with us an initiative that will change the face of construction. So sit back, this episode is for you. So sit back and learn about one of the most popular emerging technologies on the planet right now. Let's get started and enjoy this new interview from the Property Marketers Show. See you soon. Hi, everybody. Thank you for coming on the show today. Um, thank you for listening. My name is Cole Correa. I'm here today with Stefan Mansour. He is here today to speak to us about 3D printing, about emerging technologies. Um, so just to give you a little summary, my guest today has extensive experience in the realm of emerging technologies and 3D printing. He has worked with several companies across the globe from Europe, the Middle East, and now uh, my city, uh, Toronto, Canada. Uh, so he has now been working on an initiative uh, to standardize 3D construction printing uh, to make it uh, a primary tool for every construction project, which we will get into a little bit more uh, down the line. So he is also here today to give us more information about his efforts and provide value regarding pre 3D printing and the, emerging, the emergence of alternative living. So a warm welcome to you, Stefan Mansour. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Cole. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Thank you. So just to get right into the questions. Uh, so firstly, I want to touch on your current initiative, of course. Uh, could you explain what you have been working on uh, to help enable scalable uh, adoption of 3D construction printing uh, for future construction projects in a little bit more detail? 
Yeah, sure. I mean, it all started off, uh, um, I started off in IT sector in, in New York City area, but then in 2005 moved to Athens, Greece, where I actually started working for a general contractor. Uh, and my role eventually turned out to um, integrate uh, innovative technologies into the construction and how we're doing day-to-day -day operations. My primary focus was 3D construction printing, and, and we were able to actually get a project in Saudi Arabia for the Ministry of Housing in which we printed uh, a single-family home of 80 square meters. Uh, the issue that 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 came up in the beginning and and was quite evident was the issue of actually certifying the structure after we printed it. This was a fully functional house that had all the plumbing, electrical, uh, and everything in there. It was a high end uh, uh, development and and print. Um, so, uh, but we could not get the the structure certified with and issuing the certificate of residency only because the technology was not. Um, uh, understood so to speak by by the by the entities that were certifying the structure so um there were no standards that could say okay yes this complies with this standard so yes we can issue this certificate um and this happened on with later on projects that we uh, tendered for in dubai um uh, again the issue of certification uh, also came out um Moving, um, I left uh, the, the company and came moved to Toronto in early 2020, and, and the issue of, of standards still loomed, so to speak, uh, with the different technologies and the different providers printing one-offs and houses, um, uh, but still facing the same issue. So um, it, it's something that needed to be done um, for 3D printing to actually go scale, go commercial, um, and, and be, um, play a key role in the construction sector. Uh, mm -hmm. We have to actually have a foundation and that foundations are the standards to move forward. So um, I tried to reach out to the various uh, entities um, uh, from the standardization organizations to technology providers, to major GCs to find out if there's any initiative going on for standards for construction 3D printing and there were none or there were plans to initiate it, but nothing was still moving. So mm -hmm. um, I reached out to Tufsud at that point, um, one of the uh, the entities that I uh, connected with, and um, I we, we were got, got into the discussion, okay, how can we make this happen? Mm -hmm. And they said that they're willing to get get on board. Uh, they only needed the, the support from the, from the uh, community, the 3D printing construction community. And I said, okay, leave that to me. And, and that's where we kicked it off. And as, as I was talking to the various people, there was, everybody was feeling the same pain um, that they want to uh, print commercial, they want to go uh, uh, print on, on mass and, and uh, scale, but they are having issue of standards. So everybody's on board and we actually got um, the final, the initial, sorry, the initial draft um, set. Um, and uh, it's going for initial commentary and voting with ISO ASTM. So uh, we're trying to uh, keep up the momentum and, and hopefully, um, uh, be able to publish something by the summer of next year. Uh, usually this process takes about three to five years to issue standards. So we're trying to um, keep it up so that we can actually move forward and, and uh, do it faster. Awesome. Yeah, no, I love that. I love the initiative. Uh, we're going to actually talk about that a little bit uh, further down the line as well. Uh, but just to give everybody a, a bit of a, a better summary, uh, we, we started off with that. Um, I wanted to move into more of like, your personal work here. For now, um, I, I would like to kind of touch on your, your passion for the industry, actually. Um, why did you kind of get into 3D printing and emerging technologies? And like, what is your, what is your interest in about, about this kind of sector here? 
Um, the, the interest started early on. I mean, like construction, like everybody knows, construction, there's not much innovative technologies or innovation actually going on in construction. And it, it, it's one of the sectors that's kind of lagging in, in this um, uh, innovation adoption process. Mm. Um, and then there's a lot that could be done. And, and 3D printing has so much potential in it. I mean, uh, yes, there's a lot of pushback saying that it's yes, too expensive or it's not feasible to do it in, in certain countries and certain environments. Yes, that's true. But the... the the benefits that come out of it and the advantages come into play are, are enormous. You're talking about design, um, environmental, um, um, assisting existing labor, mm -hmm. um, uh, helping construction companies meet demand, um, COVID with social distancing, 3D printing can actually assist with that. Um, so there are a lot of, there's a lot of potential. And, and the passion comes into play that when you see how much 3D printing can help the construction sector, you cannot feel but um, this, 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 Courage or this um, engagement or this this push to actually make 3D printing um, or give it a voice uh, in the construction sector. So um, there's so much that can be done. There's so much that there, the possibilities are enormous, um, and um, it, it's a, it needs to have its um, sort of like playing field in order to actually showcase what it can do and the potential uh, of its abilities to actually uh, transform and 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 make the construction sector a better place, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. No, no, that's, that's definitely the biggest thing with construction, um, especially with innovation coming into construction would definitely um, help so much within this industry. So it's, it's a huge um, initiative that you're doing here. Um, with several people, uh, they, they do not know kind of about 3D printing. Um, some people, a lot of people don't know. It's still uh, relatively new, um, well, relatively emerging. Um, and I just want to ask kind of, if you, if you could kind of explain a little bit more about 3D printing in the simplest of terms, how would, how would we, how would we um, kind of explain it uh, for those who have no kind of idea how it works? Yeah, basically, basically 3D printing in simplest terms is actually taking a, a layer of material and, and setting it um, and, and building a structure based on building upon the initial layer. So it's layer by layer uh, deposition on a platform and, and actually building the structure that, that you need. Um, it gets more complicated with different processes and different materials and different robotic solutions, but it's basically print, taking like a toothpaste material in some very simplest terms, toothpaste material that solidifies. And then once you come back to it, it's, it's solid, uh, solid enough to actually put another layer on top of it. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like um, a layer over layer uh, deposition uh, in order to achieve the structure that you, that you require. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I, I've seen several videos about it, uh, but your your explanation definitely puts it in simplest of terms. So uh, perfect. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, no worries. You you've kind of you kind of worked uh, across the globe. We we mentioned that um, in the beginning here uh, with Europe, the Middle East, and now Toronto. Um, one country that kind of uh, stands out, and I kind of wanted to talk about because I love the the United Arab Emirates. Um, could you could you kind of speak about your work in this country um, and some of the initiatives being done in regards to alternative living in this area of the globe? Because there's so many, uh, so, so many uh, different things going on, especially in Dubai uh, right now. So could you kind of uh, sp speak to it a little bit? Sure. I mean, uh, Dubai is a unique environment for for construction. I mean, uh, you could say that most of the construction that's happening in, in the in the um 
the Middle East is happening mainly in Dubai and the Gulf countries. Mm-hmm. Um, Dubai is unique in the sense that it, 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 the leadership had, uh, had uh, issued a, a decree that they wanted 25% of the, uh, the uh, uh, structures in Dubai to be 3D printed by, I think it was 2030 at the time. Wow. So there was a big push from the government and from, from the leadership to actually have, to encourage 3D printing into the environment. And that's why when we first started um, looking at Dubai, uh, there was only maybe one or two uh, 3D printing companies in Dubai. And now there's almost six or seven. Wow. Um, and, 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 the, and these were homegrown or, or companies uh, that actually started uh, developing their 3D printing solutions in Dubai. Mm-hmm. And then you had the general contractors, like the major general contractors who actually started adopting technologies, making collaboration with different uh, technology providers to actually um, print um, uh, or actually adopt 3D printing and establish uh, sort of like a, an offshoot of their GCs uh, in Dubai. And, and th- there's several examples of that. And this is how actually my general contractor that I worked for started establishing or, and got into that momentum. Um, the unique solution that that some people are doing is that, for example, our company GC did not have um, the budget to actually create an R and D solution. So uh, we opted for collaboration with different uh, different technology providers, in the sense that um, you it's a win win for both. Uh, the technology provider can enter the very conservative construction sector um, in general, um, and the technology and the and the GC is able to actually adopt and, and include innovative technologies into the solution. So that collaboration, the thing worked. Um, but also like Dubai is, is I mean, when, when you go to Dubai, if you ever have a chance to go to Dubai, you'll be amazed by the, um, the infrastructure, by the, uh, the, the construction projects that are available and they're very unique in, in very ways. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and the nice thing about Dubai is that they stretch the limits. I mean, um, they don't go conventional at all. Um, and uh, the, it, it actually challenges all the GCs and the construction companies to t- take one step further and look at their designs differently and, and to, to challenge the status quo. Um, mm-hmm. And that's uh, the perfect example of what Dubai is like. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely have a huge interest in it. I'm, I'm actually heading, out, heading over there very soon uh, to visit. So I, I'm definitely excited to see all this infrastructure you're, you're speaking to. Um, mm-hmm. So... I definitely wanted to step a little bit into the future of 3D printing. Um, There's a massive future right now. There's a lot of different companies going on within this space. Why do do you feel we haven't haven't adopted more 3D printing buildings as of yet? And um, what what has been kind of like the the biggest barrier uh, when it comes to constructing more of these uh, different buildings? Yeah, uh, basically, I mean, when you look at construction, construction is a very conservative um, um, sector in itself. And it's been pretty primarily doing things the same way for the past um, decades um, or 70 plus years. Um, nothing much has changed. People still use sometimes Excel sheets and, and paper PDF forms and, and, and so on to actually complete their tasks. So when you're looking at a very conservative um, industry and, and introducing a new technology where you pretty much changing the dynamics of how people are doing their daily operations. Um, it, it, it's kind of, um, you have to know how to approach it and you have to know how to actually introduce it. So uh, for, for me, when, when uh, it was my job to actually integrate 3D printing into the daily operations of a construction company, you had to sort of like um, 
uh, tread carefully and, and explain things in detail and, and sort of like you know, match things uh, on a one-to-one -one basis so that people can actually relate to it. So when, when you have somebody who's actually not knowledgeable about 3D printing, you have to know how to explain it, you have to know how they relate to it. Mm -hmm. they, they have to visualize it, touch it and feel it and actually experience it in order to say, yes, okay, well, let's do this. Um, the other barrier, so, so there's this cultural um, um, uh, learning curve that needs to happen uh, before you start adapting the technology and the buy-in is required, not just from the management level, but all the way down to the, the, the people actually working on the job site. Um, they need to know that, or they need to accept it or, or understand it in order to, to, to actually implement it. Um, the other thing is, is the issue of standards. Um, we, and, and this goes back to why we, I created or pushed for this uh, joint group 80 in ISO ASTM. And the thing is that when, when you have the structure, okay, we printed the structure, now what? what? What do we do with it? Can we certify it? And, and the issue was, no, we could not certify it. Why? Because we don't have standards. Is the GC going to take the liability and the warranty risk uh, on this uh, structure? Of, of, of course not. I mean, without any standards, they, they will not take that. So mm -hmm. once you have that standard and once, once you have those guidelines in place for 3D printing structures, then the, the GC can take on say, okay, yeah, um, the 80% the of the battle is already already taken care of. Now I just have to check the boxes for the remaining uh, items that need to be attended to, and then we can go on and go commercial. So um, that, that's pretty much why it hasn't picked up so yet. Okay, wow. Yeah, no, this this is valuable uh, information as well, um, especially as this this uh, this industry grows. Um, when, when it comes to the actual... Uh, materials being used in the construction of these infrastructure projects. Um, there's several materials that go along with 3D printing. Uh, what, is, what has worked better than others uh, when it comes to maybe a hotter uh, climate or a colder climate? What has kind of uh, worked better um, in terms of the actual materials being used? Yeah, the, 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 that's um, a bit tricky question. Uh, the the only really? thing is because, okay. yeah, the, the, the thing is that um, when you 3D print, um, you want to use local material as much as possible. So um, when, you buy a, when you buy a printer or let's say you want to print houses for, for in Africa or in Asia or, or here in the United States, the last thing you want to do is have your material imported from Europe, which mm -hmm. is going to be very, very um, expensive um, logistically and, and, and otherwise also acquiring the material and taking care of it. So the, the, the material is, is uh, area and region specific. Um, and, and that's basically where, where 3D printing makes, makes a difference. So yes, okay, you might need to acquire your 3D printer from a different country or different location, but the, the essence of the fact is that your material has to be sourced locally. There are many material suppliers, uh, concrete material suppliers that, that are actually international. So you can actually, um, and, and they're doing projects in, in uh, Africa and in, um, in the Middle East and here, here in North America. Uh, but also, there's it's not it's not specific to just um, cementitious based or concrete based materials. Um, the other people are using um, uh, sort of adobe materials or mm -hmm. earth based materials like mud or clay. Um, so it depends on the region, it depends on the application, and it depends on um, the available resources that you have on site in terms of material. But also. Given the opportunity for the uh, the 3D printing. Uh, 
industry and as such to go commercial and, and be more competitive and, and create healthy competition, um, people will start improving on the processes and, and making things different. So maybe they'll start looking, for example, as uh, using um, the, the remains of uh, wooden structures, uh, the, the wasted wooden uh, material that is uh, that can be turned into dust uh, and you 3D print with uh, wooden powder, uh, for example, mm -hmm. as opposed to polymers or, or metals. So it, it, the, the possibilities are endless, but it, it all comes down to the specific application for the materials. Mm -hmm. I actually, uh, I, I had a follow, a little bit of a follow-up question. It's an easy one. Um, I wanted to know, like, um, so is, is it not very uncommon to actually um, import um, these, these different uh, building materials uh, from other places? Is, is that a, an uncommon thing to do uh, in 3D printing? Well, when it first started a couple of years ago, for, for example, when we printed the um, house in Saudi Arabia, we imported everything from, from the Netherlands. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and that took, I mean, you talk about six weeks worth of turnover just to, to get a project. The whole printing process wow. takes maybe less than a week, but for the logistics, and then you have to clear customs and, and you have to do all that paperwork. And, and that, that, time's, that is time consuming. Um, so, uh, Aside from buying the material at a, at, a, at a higher rate, because you're buying it from Europe, um, then having to ship it and then to deal with all the logistics, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's not conducive in that sense, especially when you're doing, this was for one house, but if you're doing a hundred houses to keep yeah. that uh, supply chain running um, is, is, is a challenge to say the least. So uh, uh, local material, because some material, that, like if you, using a special kind of material like this one that was imported from Netherlands it might not be available in in Saudi Arabia but in Saudi Arabia for example they have different material that could be sourced locally so we're not restricted to that so local material is a big thing for the success of 3D printing oh wow okay yeah no I definitely wanted to touch on that a little bit more um so we we have we have several people uh, constructing different types of homes, different alternative living, uh, such as like backyard offices, three D printed homes, and uh, tiny living quarters. As someone with a passion for the industry of three D printing, like yourself, um, why do you feel this this along with the idea of alternative living has become so popular um, as of late? I guess uh, COVID has something to do with this as well. Yeah, I mean. If you notice a lot of people with COVID, a lot of people realize that they don't have to be in the office to do their work. So many people are saying, okay, do I do I rent an apartment in the city or do, can I afford to buy a house in the suburbs and still maintain my job? So mm -hmm. if you see the different demography, the dynamics of, of people actually moving and, and let's say here in the Toronto area, people, the suburbs are booming in, in terms of housing. Um, so people are just moving out in the city from the cities and, and actually um, younger generation or, or uh, uh, are actually um, investing in buying houses uh, at a younger age. So mm -hmm. um, it, it's people find that, okay, the dynamics are changing and the, the housing requirement is changing and the, um, the environment in that sense is changing. So people are actually uh, getting into that. And plus there's this several studies whereby uh, people on either the United Nations and other World Economic Forum studies show that the population is supposed to grow um, to almost 10 billion by 2050, wow. uh, which means that in order to actually accommodate that housing requirement, you need to build um, uh, a city the size of Paris every week for the next 40 years. Wow. Um, and when, when you try to even try to wrap around, wrap your head around that kind of concept and, and that those numbers, I mean, like, 
we need help in the construction sector and 3D printing can actually help do that. Wow. No, I, I actually did want to see, uh, like, could, could this be a good thing for, for, for the 3D printing industry, like this change of mindset? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, for example, when you look at the construction of, sorry, concrete printing, uh, for example, and, and you're looking at the, the benefits that there is no more, there is no mold, there's no, um, uh, if in case there's a flooding sector, or you're in a flooded zone or flooding uh, like in the Midwest in the United States, mm-hmm. um, you just have to open the windows and doors and then the concrete uh, dries and then you're, you're back in business. Um, you don't have to rebuild, there's no rot, there's no termite issues. Um, they're stronger to handle tornadoes and hurricanes, um, seismic uh, activity, like in California, the, the, these houses can actually withstand seismic activity. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like there's a lot of benefits in that and, and the R value that get, you get within the house, I mean, it could save on the long run, it could save you uh, money on electricity and heating uh, just by the, the, the um, perfect insulation that these, these 3D printed concrete houses uh, offer, as well as the, the, the other houses, for example, like what Mighty Buildings uh, prints using uh, compound materials. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely uh, valuable information for anybody looking to build a home, but anybody looking to um, understand a little bit more about it as well. Um, when it comes to kind of like scaling uh, 3D printing into the future, um, I wanted to get your, your take on the hurdles uh, that may need to be addressed uh, when it comes to commercializing these properties um, and etc. So can this, can this be scaled and what does the future kind of look like um, if, it, if it is pushed to, to that extent? Um, I think, yes, it, the answer is yes, it can be scaled. Um, the, the, the way we try to, or to, the way I try to explain 3D printing is that it's not here to replace an existing workforce or a labor force mm-hmm. or, or to put anybody out of a job. Um, there's there's a lot of demand in construction, especially in the housing sector, um, and uh, the, the 3D printing is supposed to be another tool on the construction site that will help general contractors and builders uh, and the housing providers to actually meet that demand. So uh, you, with 3D printing, you are able to um, 3D print faster, more efficiently, less waste, more be more productive, less rework, uh, definitely. Uh, so, I mean, like it, you can do more for, for uh, at a very shorter period of time. Um, and with and in the long run, when you do it uh, at scale and on mass, then 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 the cost is also affected uh, uh, that way. So uh, the GC is not spending uh, too much time on reworks or delays in projects because I mean it, it, the 3D printing is is very straightforward and from process that could ensure high productivity and and high um, uh, um, return on investment when it comes to actually time and, and value. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, um, the the, the the industry can grow in that sense, and but the, the the other hurdle is also the standards. So you have to have some kind of standard. Like for example, when you're you're certifying a structure now, you you, you abide by either your building codes or or uh, and and uh, certain standards that exist locally. In addition to the uh, the national building codes that you have to abide by, so the standards will actually be fit into that that category where like you can take a three D printed structure and say yes, I have the standards and the building codes and 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 so on that that need um, uh, for me to actually certify the structure and move forward and do commercial. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Yeah, no, that's 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 huge. Um, I wanted to kind of get into questions related to uh, again, what once again, kind of related to your your personal work. Um, you've you've been a part of, of something massive, uh, the first three D printed concrete home in Saudi Arabia. 
Um, what, what factors did you have to consider when you were kind of working on this project? Um, also, a follow-up question to that, was, was standardizing and getting the rights to complete the project um, a barrier to this one? Um, can, you, can you kind of speak to a little bit more about, about this project that you worked on in the past? Yeah, and, and basically the project was to look at, uh, believe it or not, uh, Saudi Arabia does have a housing shortage, even though it's, it's a rich oil country, but, but there is a housing sh so uh, sorry, um, deficiency in Saudi Arabia. Mm. And the, the issue that, that they had was that, or, or that the, the pilot or the initiative that we um, uh, started with the Ministry of Housing was to actually do a pilot project for a single family home and then um, uh, uh, multifamily home and then um, a villa, so to speak. Wow. Um, so we embarked on the initial uh, project, um, uh, but then due to um, financial and logistical regions, uh, the, 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 the pilot was canceled. So the whole initiative was, was canceled. But so the initiative was not so much, or the barriers were not so much the um, certification that we came into play, uh, mm -hmm. even though, because we printed on a, a lot that was, uh, was allocated to the Ministry of Housing. So we were inside sort of like a capsule. Um, oh. So certification did not um, um, play a, a leading role in, in not completing the project. The project had, there was a target for the project two weeks for completion. We had, we needed to do a study for it. Um, and that first project was supposed to be the, the, the base for moving forward and, and lessons learned for moving to, the, to subsequent projects as well. So that was kind of sort of like the, uh, the baseline uh, to build on uh, moving forward on how to optimize the 3D printing uh, process. Uh, so uh, certification was not something really um, on, the on the high priority at that point. Uh, but it was something that we were looking into because as a general contractor, we were looking in, at the future and how can we okay, eventually certify these structures that we're printing. Um, and that's where this issue came up uh, later on. But as, of the, as for that specific project, uh, certification was not, was not uh, a barrier. Okay, wow. Okay, no, I definitely want to touch on that because that's, that's uh, extremely interesting for me, um, especially. Um, Questions, questions about um, current events, new projects, and key companies today. I wanted to touch on these things here. Um, there, are, there are several players within this space. Um, how, how have you kind of found some 3D printed companies have started to distinguish themselves? There's a, I guess marketing always plays a picture um, in a lot of businesses and any business. Uh, so how do, how do people kind of distinguish themselves within this, this space, this competitive space, I guess now? Um, and uh, interestingly enough, I mean, not everybody's doing the same thing. I mean, people mm -hmm. are, yes, printing, um, uh, but you see what in, in the media being, uh, being showcased, uh, it all looks the same, um, but, mm -hmm. but in, in reality, it's not. Mm -hmm. uh, certain printing providers are doing uh, infrastructure, certain uh, in, uh, printing providers are doing, for example, urban furniture and, home, uh, and form work. Uh, certain uh, printing companies are printing houses and focusing on, on certain aspects of, of uh, the housing uh, sector. So, I mean, there are many players in this, in this uh, 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 sector um, and each not necessarily doing the same thing, uh, but also even if they are doing the same thing, they're not using the same material. So everybody's using a different material and a different approach uh, mm -hmm. to that. So some people are using sprayed control concrete, uh, some we're also including in this initiative in Joint Group 84 standards, um, Fastbrick, which actually um, uh, uses a robotic uh, solution to actually lay bricks and build a house on that. So, but that they also fall under the scope. So 
the 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 uh, the difference in the providers is far and wide, um, and uh, it, you can notice like looking at from 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 um, sort of like an overview. It all looks the same, but when you get into the details, that's where you can see where the differences are. Mm -hmm. So they just try to distinguish themselves through the different features as well, I guess um, that they're that they're sort of offering to uh, different customers and prospects as well. I imagine. Correct. I mean, some people are now looking at printing two-story buildings. Most printing uh, for housing now is only a single-story building. So, mm -hmm. I mean, there's different solutions for different uh, applications. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Um, okay. So, have you have you heard of any new kind of innovations that are happening right now that have kind of caught you caught your attention uh, so far in this space? Um, maybe such as different building materials. Um, you mentioned robotic. Um, robotic companies um, using robotics to actually distinguish themselves as well. Um, has there been any new new innovations that kind of caught your attention like this so far? Uh, the innovation in this sector is actually um, happening on a very uh, fast pace, so to speak. I mean, and then and everything, there, there's something new going on almost every, every month, uh, so mm -hmm. to speak. Um, uh, some people are building their own printers. Some people are actually uh, experimenting with their with uh, special material. Uh, some people are actually going commercial and, and uh, looking at uh, certain providers for the printers, and then trying to find local uh, solutions for that. The the what's interesting is that it's nice to see the momentum pick up, uh, especially mm -hmm. here in North America. Uh, in the past few months, uh, the the um, usually there has been a lot of activity here in North America with with regards to the interest to three D printing and activities going on. Um, one of the companies, Perry, which is a big uh, scaffolding uh, 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 company that's known worldwide and been doing uh, business internationally for the past uh, decade, few decades, uh, is now actually taking on 3D printing here in North America. And actually, they've, they've done a house in, in Europe, several houses in Europe, and now they're actually experimenting here in the U.S. So it, it, it's moving, it, it's, it's growing. Um, but again, uh, once you have a more competitive market and everybody can go commercial, that's where the real um, um, true testament of, of the uh, the competitiveness and, and people doing things better, more more effectively, uh, comes into play. And what is what is that project called that um, that's that that was in Europe and then came to USA? Do you know the the name of that? Yeah, the company is called Perry, P E R I, and they've just uh, printed several houses in Germany. Uh, from single family to multifamily houses, um, which are certified, uh, but the, their certification process took several months. Um, but um, yeah, and now they're actually using the same uh, printer that's provided by Kobod, based out of Denmark, um, to actually um, test out printing in uh, uh, Houston, Texas. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I want to write that down for everybody at home. Maybe um, we can look that up as well. Um, what are what are some like exciting projects that you you've been watching in this space? I guess we mentioned that a little bit um, uh, in this earlier question. Are there any like projects that you're keeping your eye on um, and you feel others should kind of know about? Um, I guess you you kind of mentioned it already. Are there any others maybe? Oh, there's there's too many to even list. Uh, there are many <laughs> initiatives and many projects going on. Um, so um, here, just in North America, you have Icon, which is doing a lot of progress. There's branch technology, um, uh, new companies, um, uh, uh, Picos 3D based out of Utah. There is Mudbots beta based out of Utah. Uh, Black Buffalo is setting up shop here in, in the East Coast in, in the US. 
Um, so the, there's a lot of initiatives going on. And, and when you go globally, uh, you have very seasoned uh, players actually doing housing in, in Malawi and in, in Madagascar and in, in India, China. So, I mean, it, it's, it, there's too many to list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely understand. Um, it's, it's just such a growing space. And now, now that it's even growing even more, there's so many different players. So um, I can definitely understand that the list would be extensive. Um, what, as we, as we move more into uh, your initiative, once again, um, we're coming to a little bit of a, a end here. Um, what, what has been kind of a hurdle when it comes to building that relationship with contractors to, to place these standards and regulations on the use of 3D printing projects? Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, and, and basically, again, when you're introducing something, a new technology, and, and you're saying, okay, yes, we can build houses in, in uh, I mean, just just any, anybody, when, you, when somebody comes, if somebody came up to me and says, yes, I can print a house in, in seven days, and, and then it will be stronger than your, your conventional, mm-hmm. and I'll probably look at them, it's like, okay, show you're talking nonsense. <laughs> so, I mean, like it, it, it's basically, you have to get that buy-in. You have to explain it in, in real terms, uh, not just a hype and, and marketing material, but you have to have to have the, you should have the facts to back up what you're, what you're saying. And once they realize that it takes time, it, ta- it takes, it takes time to, to, to get that buy-in, but once you have that buy-in and you can relate to it and you explain it in their terms and you explain it in traditional construction terms of what, what you, what you can offer and what mm-hmm. this technology offers, and, and you, they have a chance to actually see it, feel it, experience it, um, uh, and, and see the benefits that actually come out of it. Uh, that's that's where the the the, the buy-in comes into play. So it's it's a process. Um, there's a lot of soft skills that are required to get this thing uh, moving forward, especially uh, with GCs. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, once you that clicks, and once they understand and and see what the benefits are, and can realize it, and you're explaining it in in hard. Uh, uh, statistics and hard terms and hard numbers. Um, uh, it, it's it's a win-win on at, at the end. Mm-hmm. And for uh, sorry, uh, for for my understanding, uh, what what is it? What is a GC? Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, general contractor. Sorry. Oh, general contractor. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Um, so, okay, that's perfect. Uh, so when it comes to kind of uh, moving more into uh, your initiative again, when it comes to kind of setting setting standards for three D printing. Uh, do you have to take into account the, the country uh, you're operating in and how do you kind of accommodate uh, for that country? I guess each country has different cultures, different um, rules and regulations. So how do you kind of ad- accommodate um, on your end? Uh, well, the, the, this is why we actually moved with uh, ISO ASTM. Uh, ISO ASTM standards are international and global. Uh, when the when the standard gets published, it gets translated into eight languages. So these these standards are globally used. Uh, even us as a as a GGC, our general contractor in Dubai, we were actually following ASTM standards for our construction projects and ISO standards for our construction projects. So the, the, these standards are international. So. Uh, the standards that we're actually coming up with in 3D printing, once we have that in place, uh, okay, that could be a starting point for, for, for a general contractor to, to apply, but also there are certain other uh, standards locally um, based on municipal, uh, municipality requirements that you, that you have to abide by, which is uh, always uh, fine. Uh, but it, like I said, you're like 80% uh, uh, past the the uh, the issues or the standard process and then you just have to check off the list as to local standards that you need to abide by so uh, mm-hmm. the the ASTM and ISO standards that we're developing will, will be global and uh, applicable internationally 
Wow. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That definitely uh, one of the biggest hurdles there. Um, do, do architects kind of play a role in this at all um, in pushing your initi initiative forward? Um, in your experience, have you, have you found, um, found it valuable to work with architects, uh, especially when it comes to the constructing of 3D printed projects? Uh, I, I imagine they have some sort of uh, input or, or anything like that, um, but I definitely want to take, uh, get your take on this. Oh, definitely. I mean, architects play a very key role in this. I mean, they're the ones that actually look at the design or do the design, and then we, we are able to actually take that uh, model and actually print. So everything starts from a 3D model, uh, either a BIM model or, or, or uh, uh, that, that we can actually do. So um, you cannot print a structure unless it's actually certified or accepted by or actually signed off by an architect. So architects play a very key role in this. Um, and there's a lot of engineering that goes back and forth uh, while the printing occurs uh, so that you always have to have uh, this relationship with an architect or, or uh, a certified uh, engineer in order to actually get this thing uh, uh, approved and, and uh, that you're getting a, a good process in the end. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no, I definitely want to touch on that because architects are, are part of everything um, these days. Um, so, okay, so as we kind of uh, sign off uh, today, um, I just wanted to ask you a few questions. Uh, where, where would you kind of like recommend people can go to to learn more about the initiative of learning about the space of 3D printing? Uh, maybe you possibly have uh, websites, links, or book recommendations that kind of have helped you um, along your journey. Um, I just wanted to see maybe uh, if you had any recommendations for those people at home. Oh, definitely. I mean, like uh, just from the videos um, in YouTube, there is this gentleman, uh, Jared Gross. Um, he actually has some podcasts and, and some uh, um, videos uh, going to different places in, in the world and, and actually following up on different um, technologies in 3D printing. He's one uh, person to follow. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, another source is uh, CPT Worldwide, which is a, a magazine that you can buy, get online. Uh, and that you can actually subscribe to. And that gives you pretty much an overview of 3D printing uh, technologies moving forward. Um, 3D printing also in construction is not just uh, concrete and, and cement-based materials or, or anything like that. I mean, you can go metal and polymer plastics uh, and so on. So uh, that, that there's a lot of um, opportunities to actually uh, follow up on. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Um, and is there is there possibly any uh, book recommendations uh, that, that you would kind of recommend or... Or is it uh, mo mostly, well, I guess a lot of people do do videos these days, uh, but uh, do you possibly have any books at all? Uh, at this time, I mean, like there's a lot of research studies that that uh, that address this several topics in within uh, uh, 3D printing, but uh, as, as to a specific book, um, um, nothing comes to mind at this point, but there's a lot of information out there on the web these days. Um, there's mm -hmm. a lot of like this mag CPT magazine is a good resource, uh, Jerry Gross, um, uh, and, and because the, the technology is evolving so fast, mm -hmm. um, it, it, the best place to be is either on LinkedIn or, or, or uh, just going online with these uh, uh, resources and, and trying to keep up with, with what's going on. It changes on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, no, staying current is, is huge. Um, so, okay, so perfect. Yeah, we, we kind of wrapping up here. Uh, where, where can people kind of find you? or learn more about your business or your initiative uh, kind of going forward? Yeah, I mean, the easiest way is LinkedIn. Uh, just look me up, Stefan Mansour, S-T-E-P-H-A-N, last name M-A-N-S-O-U-R. 
Um, I'm happy to connect that way and, and uh, always happy to get on a call to explain things further or, or if anybody's looking for an opportunity to that they want to implement 3D printing in there uh, as, a, as, a, as a construction tool and they don't know where to start, um, I'll be more than happy to help and do that way. So uh, LinkedIn is the easiest way. Okay, perfect. Uh, I'll definitely put all the information inside the bio. Um, once again, uh, appreciate the time today, Stefan. Um, and looking forward to, to hearing more about this initiative and the future of the industry going forward. Uh, appreciate your time today and all the best. Thank you so much, Cole. Very nice uh, to be with you and uh, thanks for the opportunity. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Make sure to subscribe and share. We'll see you in the next episode.